Hey church, welcome to an online worship service. It's Thanksgiving week. We hope you've had a blessed week that was filled with gratitude and thanksgiving. Um, let us turn our thoughts uh, to the Lord and express our gratitude directly to him through songs of praise and worship. He is good. He is on his throne. He is moving and working. Let us say thank you and praise him for that. In Jesus name. Here we go. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship your holy name. The sun comes up, it's a Sing your song again Whatever may pass And whatever lies before me Let me be singing when the evening comes Singing bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh my soul Ten thousand years and then four 
church. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your You give me everything 
Well, greetings, church, and uh, thank you, worship team, for leading us. I just wanted to touch base with you about a few things happening uh, around the church, but first wanted to just wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Just pray that you have an amazing uh, week this week, uh, celebrating and remembering all the ways that our God has been so good uh, in this past year. I wanted to remind you just of some different things happening. First, the best way to stay in touch with us and share prayer requests from home is for you to text us at 97,000. If you send through a text, uh, then there's a response to that text immediately, and then you can send through your uh, request specifically. We would love to pray through anything uh, that's a concern for you. Well, I want to point to a couple things coming up. First off, if you're already getting into the Christmas spirit, I noticed in my neighborhood there's a lot of people already out decorating, but we have an opportunity here on our campus uh, on uh, Saturday, December 5th from 9 a.m. till really noon or whatever time we're able to finish, we're going to do some campus decorating. And so if that's something uh, that you enjoy, if you're a Stephanie Aite and love to decorate, uh, we'd love to have you join us on that day. Also, the ladies, we have a chance for you to connect. Each month, we've been trying to do these courtyard gatherings, and they've been just a wonderful opportunity for the ladies to come together. And uh, they, there was the opportunity Adrian was sharing with me for them to decide what they'd be doing at this co- upcoming date And they decided that they wanted to do a little bit of Christmas caroling. And so it's going to be a a casual time of refreshments, Bible study, and then a little bit of uh, Christmas caroling. That's happening at 6.30 on Monday, December the 7th. And then marriage essentials. We each month have an opportunity to invest in our marriages within the church. And our next one is scheduled on Sunday, December the 13th. And that happens during the first hour at 9 o'clock here in the well. And uh, would love if you want to try to boost and encourage your marriage. That's a wonderful way to do that. That's happening again on December the 13th. And then last thing as far as uh, updates or uh, upcoming events is our Caneo Valley Meal Program. I've just heard that a couple of different churches in the area have drifted off from participation in this. So it's even as important as ever for us to really rally and come together and providing for some of the specific needs in our community through this meal program. So we have the opportunity to do that on Monday, the December, on Monday, December the 14th. And so you can uh, reach out. Just let us know if you're wanting to help bring a food item. We can give you specific details about that. Uh, great way for us to meet some tangible needs. Lastly, just so grateful for your faithfulness and uh, giving to the church and just seeing God's provision through your uh, generosity. And so continuing uh, to give through whether it's online uh, or in person on Sundays, grateful for that. Well, I'm going to transition now to a video that I'm excited for you to get a chance to see. We've been just focusing here today on uh, thankfulness despite our circumstances and a couple of stories from our community uh, of uh, just gratitude despite difficulty. So I'm Luis Barrios. Amanda. We've been coming to ABF for roughly 11 years or so. My name is Jacqueline Peterson, and I've been attending ABF for, well, nearly two years now, come January. So this year, along with many other people, uh, we've been faced with some challenges um, since the beginning, well, since March. Um, Right off March for us, we, uh, my company, we started laying off 93% of the, the workforce. 
for this year, 2020, a lot has happened. Um, firstly, we, was, we are still going through the fire from Worsley Fire. Back on end of May, it was announced that I was going to go on furlough from June 5th for the minimum of 90 days and it could be extended. Um, but at that point, I kind of knew that it was, it was going to turn into a full layoff. So from that point on, we um, just started preparing for it and just praying about it, but always kept a good attitude. When I was sitting down on my front deck after the fires and looking at those mountains all blackened, I had tears in my eyes day in, day out. I guess just during the time that he was furloughed and um, we also didn't have the security of unemployment, it unfortunately took 12 weeks for us to get any um, income. So I work as well, so we had that, but um, we were stretched thin, very thin during the time. So we had to um, plan and cut back and make a lot of changes and and we did it and we got through, but um, it definitely took a lot of pre-planning and figuring things out together. He brought a beautiful husband into my life, a man into my life, and we got married on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> so, you know, it's like little things, but they all seem to be significant, like little jigsaw puzzles for me. And he's, he's prepared, not a very big jigsaw puzzle, but he's prepared all the pieces and it's for me to find the pieces to slot in. And it's just falling into place. I believe it's falling into place. I think the best advice that I could give after going through this to someone who's struggling or kind of not knowing what's on the other side um, would just be faithfulness. I think that's what's gotten me through is just knowing that God is so good and that He's got this. And I know that sounds cliche, but when you believe it wholeheartedly that He's gonna get you through this, I think it really helps and it's a daily reminder that you have to constantly, you know, recheck, but God is faithful and He wants what's best for us. And I think He, put us through this because our walk with the Lord has never been stronger. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, I mean, fully, I know I hear Scott say it all the time, I'm leaning in and mm -hmm. we leaned all in mm -hmm. during this time. And that right there really just put us at ease during the situation. My faith was not really that strong, you know, but there's no doubt now. There's no doubt that God is working His miracle in me. I've got the opportunity to share what I've got. And I feel blessed. I feel very blessed and thankful for that. Well, hello, friends. One last happy Thanksgiving to you. Hopefully you had an amazing day celebrating however you decided to celebrate. Hopefully it was awesome. Uh, well, in case you haven't noticed, we're keying in on a theme this year. 
of choosing thankfulness. Now, some years, sometimes in certain seasons, uh, thankfulness is super easy. Like it's very natural, uh, makes a whole lot of sense to just be thankful and thankfulness just kind of spills out. However, there are absolutely seasons in life when thankfulness is not just naturally overflowing and uh, it needs to be a choice. I think a lot of us have experienced that in some way, shape or form or degree um, over the last year. And uh, man, it was great just hearing some sweet stories of some ABFers, cool hearing from Jackie and from the Barrioses, just how they're choosing thankfulness in their circumstances right now. There's, uh, there's just something powerful about hearing people's stories uh, when it comes to that. And uh, along those lines, as you can tell, we're doing something a little bit different here today. As you can see, I've got a little bit of eye candy with me on the stage. The lovely and talented Mrs. Lindsay Antiojo is with me here. Um, and uh, yeah, this topic of choosing thankfulness has definitely been relevant for us um, over this past season. And when it came up that I was gonna be preaching this weekend and that this was gonna be the specific topic that I was speaking on of choosing thankfulness, I immediately thought, man, I need to get my wife up here and sharing in some way, shape or form. Didn't really know what that looked like. I brought the idea up to Pastor Scott and uh, he was on board. And then I brought it up to Lynn's. We actually went on a walk and I uh, brought up the idea of what if we like kind of shared together uh, on this topic of choosing thankfulness. And she started talking and started talking and kept talking. And I was like, wow, that'll preach. That'll preach. That'll preach. I literally on our walk, I started taking notes on my phone, um, which was just kind of like, uh, I don't know, just kind of reassurance that this was the right thing and would be pretty sweet and pretty powerful um, for us to do. Uh, today. So what this next little bit of time is going to look like is I am going to uh, ask Lynn's a couple of questions just about her experience of choosing thankfulness in this season and uh, letting her just share how the Lord has worked in some pretty cool ways in her heart. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be encouraging um, for, for you guys hopefully today. And then we're going to pivot a little bit and I'm going to share from a passage that has come up over and over and over again. And the Lord just kind of showed me that it was perfectly fitting for what we're talking about today. Uh, so we're gonna dive into that. Um, but first, let me pray for us and then we'll get to it. Uh, dear Father, um, Lord, we're just thankful. Um, we're thankful for who you are. We're thankful for um, what you're doing here in this church. We're thankful for what you're doing in our country. Um, Lord, we just give you this time. Um, help us to honor and glorify you. Help us to not put on any sort of face or front. Help us to speak uh, honestly, vulnerably. Um, yeah, and just genuinely uh, speaking about the cool things that you've done, um, even in the middle of, um, yeah, not the best of circumstances. Help us again, not to sugarcoat it or uh, pretend that we are anything special or um, super spiritual because that's not true either. Um, but Lord, we ask that you're just glorified, that you would um, even just speak through my wife. Um, just so sweet to see how you've moved and stirred in her heart in this topic. And I pray even right now that you would just take away any uh, need to perform or anything like that, that you would just speak about the cool things that you've done. And uh, Lord, we give you this time. We're excited to uh, be here together as a church online. And uh, we love you and we give you this now. We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Um, so for those of you that don't know our story um, a little bit. So my sweet wife, Lindsay, she is uh, four and a half months pregnant right now. Woo woo, little baby girl due here in April, which is super exciting. Um, 
but we had some complications with the previous pregnancy here at the end of last year. And uh, sweet little baby boy, JJ, was born last October, and we got four um, amazing days with him before we went to hang out with Jesus. And uh, leading up to his birth, um, there were some complications, and so we spent a total of about three weeks in the hospital. And uh, those weeks um, were easily the most excruciating weeks, three weeks of our lives. Um, just not sure what was going to happen, if he was going to make it and all those things. And uh, just a really rough three weeks. And I still remember at the end of that time in the hospital, uh, my wife had the idea of making a list. She said, Josh, we need to make a list of the things that we're thankful for. And uh, babe, I just wanted to ask you, um, man, why in that season, going through what we were going through, experiencing what we were experiencing, like why, what sparked the idea of making a list of things that we're thankful for? Yeah, so... Um, I think it probably goes without saying excruciating is a good word, um, but that the time in the hospital was just so overwhelming, uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically, just really, really overwhelming. And I think that there was a huge part of me that just thought, I never want to remember any of this. Um, it's just really traumatizing. Um, but there were so many just really beautiful moments. And a lot of the theme of that is just anything having to do with being with JJ and holding him are just such sweet memories. Um, and I think just out of total desperation to cling to the Lord, he somehow just gave us the presence of mind to realize that there were some things that we would want to remember. Um, just some of the sweet things that he was doing while we were there. And I think choosing thankfulness over that complete despair was crucial. Um, and then kind of the more we started to write down, the more we realized that there were things big and small um, that we were thankful for. And obviously I would change the outcome if I could, but um, there was just so many ways in that time that the Lord was gracious to us. Um, and I knew that the further away that we got, um, the more that I would forget. And I didn't want to forget those things. And I think making this list just forced us to focus on the things that we were thankful for and not just the heart-crushing thing that was happening. Um, and looking back, I think focusing on the fact that God was still doing things in that time kept us focused on him. Yeah. Yeah. Being sparked by the idea of just wanting to remember, wanting to remember the cool things that God has done. And I don't know if you guys have seen this to be true in your own lives, but man, when you start kind of getting on a roll of writing down or thinking of things that you're thankful for, it's crazy how many things there actually are. Um, and we found that to be true, even in that circumstance, just how many things there were to be thankful for um, during that time. Uh, babe, I was wondering if you would just be willing to share even just a little bit of what was on that list. I asked you earlier, so I hope it's still okay. <laughs> still okay. Um, yeah, just kind of bringing people in and seeing even what that looked like for us in that situation. Yeah, so um, there's every one of these, there's a story behind, but um, I think we have a time limit. So um, here's the list. Um, I am so grateful for four days with JJ. Um, I'm grateful for my absolutely incredible husband, who is the best dad ever. Um, I'm so grateful that we got to hold him. I'm grateful that the NICU let us stay overnight twice, which they normally never do. It's a whole story with that. Um, I'm grateful that God made me JJ's mommy. Um, I'm grateful that I didn't have to have an emergency C-section. 
I'm super, super grateful for epidurals. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I am thankful that we just had some really sweet time that our family and a couple friends got to come meet him and love on him. Um, I'm grateful that we had two days at the end where we knew he wasn't going to make it um, to just soak in those moments with him. Um, the first two days were such a roller coaster. And I think those second two days, we just knew he wasn't going to make it. And so we were able to spend that time just soaking in every little moment and nose squeeze and all of that. Um, I'm grateful for every doctor we came into contact with at Kaiser, um, the incredible nurses in antepartum, L&D, postpartum, and especially NICU nurses. Um, I'm really grateful that the Lord took him before we had to make the decision to remove the support. Um, and I'm just thankful that on the last night we got time, just the three of us, um, and we sang to him and we put him to bed just even hours before he passed. It's a good list. It's my list. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, even just thinking through that list, there was a, a there were some things on there that we had prayed completely the opposite for. Um, specifically, just we asked that the Lord would take him immediately. Uh, if he wasn't going to make it. And it's just crazy how the Lord just knew better and uh, just cool how God does know better. Uh, even sometimes when we're asking for things, he's just like, I know it's best. I got you. Um, okay, so that was over a year ago now. What has, what has choosing thankfulness looked like since then in, in the past year? Yeah, um, choosing thankfulness this past year has been huge. Um, there's so many times that I just get completely overwhelmed by grief and that can come out in anger. It can come out in just all consuming sadness. Um, and I'm finding over and over that the best defense I have against that anger and despair is thankfulness. Um, when I actually take time and think about the things that I'm thankful for, um, that anger and sadness start to fade, um, because I'm focused on the goodness and the faithfulness of God rather than what he allowed to happen. Um, and I think right now and over the past year, there, there's two main things that I've just really focused on and clung to that I've been so thankful for. And the first one is just that hope that we have. Um, I would be completely lost if I didn't know that I'm going to see JJ again um, and that this the pain and the heaviness that we walk around with and carry in our life now, um, that it's going to be gone the second I get to see Jesus face to face. Um, and so I just cling to that truth and that hope. And then the second one is just that I'm so grateful that we had him, that we had JJ. Um, I got to know my son and I got to hold him and I got to kiss him and I got to be his mom. Um, I got to be pregnant with him and I got to feel him kick. And um, when I picture those memories, um, I just find myself so much more grateful that we had him than I am angry that we lost him. Um, and I think it's even taking on a whole new look now, um, just being in this pregnancy and having to choose thankfulness over fear. Um, when, I, when I think about how grateful I am to be pregnant and, and every day that I'm pregnant with this baby girl, um, that fear just kind of starts to take a backseat. That's sweet. Um, when we started talking about this, you'd brought up a, uh, a scripture from the book of Philippians that really spoke to you on this and has been pretty big for you. Would you mind just sharing that scripture and why that's been um, so sweet? Yeah. Um, so 
right now, just in this pregnancy and in life, what I need is peace. And um, I just had so much fear and anxiety surrounding this pregnancy and the future of our family. And um, it's actually kind of sad and kind of defeating to me when I realize how fast my brain tailspins into fear and worst case scenarios. Um, and so I crave peace. Um, and the cool thing is, is that Jesus promises it. And so there's this verse, it's a pretty popular verse, but it has continued to come up over and over. Um, and it's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, so the beginning of that verse is a command. It says, Don't be anxious about anything. Um, and I fail at that constantly. Um, but to combat that anxiety, it says to present a request to God with thanksgiving. Um, so I've noticed that we have this um, habit when we pray that we start every prayer with, dear God, thanks. Dear God, thank you. Um, and it, it kind of forces us to come up with something that we're thankful for. And I think sometimes it takes a minute, but uh, it's just a, been a good habit to have to start. We're going to ask for things, um, but to start with thankfulness. Um, and anyway, the verse doesn't say present your request to God and he's going to give you those things. Um, it says present your request to God with thanksgiving and he will give you peace. It's saying that the path to peace is thankfulness. Um, and it's not just any peace. It's peace that transcends. I love that word. It transcends all understanding. Um, it doesn't make sense to have peace when I'm pregnant. And three times before this, my baby has ended up in heaven. One of those times being right after he was born. Um, but this peace, it doesn't make sense by earthly standards. Um, I'm finding that this peace comes from giving those requests to God, um, focusing on what we're thankful for and thinking back on how faithful he has been and then just trusting him with the outcome. Um, I think it's easier said than done, but I'm trying. Yeah. The path to peace is thankfulness. The path to peace is thankfulness. I told you that'll preach, right? So, so good. Um, well, thank you, babe. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being willing to just kind of open yourself up. And man, she's good, right? Um, all right. Well, love you, babe. Um, as I said, we are going to... Uh, kind of turn a little bit of a corner and shift directions. And we are going to uh, turn to a passage that you've probably never seen used for Thanksgiving before. You can flip over in your Bibles to James chapter one. James chapter one. Uh, as I mentioned before, this passage has come up uh, many, many times over the last few weeks and months. And uh, the Lord just kind of like gave me one of those light bulb things of, man, just how perfectly it fits into what we're talking about today. So James chapter one, we're gonna start here in verse two. It says this, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Uh, now, some of you might be saying, Josh, I still don't get it. How in the world does it have anything to do with what we're talking about and choosing thankfulness? Um, well, just like Lindsay was talking about how there's this connection between thankfulness and peace, there's absolutely a connection between thankfulness and joy, which James mentions here at the beginning of the chapter. I mean, come on, 
Thanksgiving and Christmas, they're right next to each other, people. Come on, obviously. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, if you are a joyful person, if you have natural joy, it is so easy to be thankful. And on the other side of it, if you are genuinely thankful, if you have gratitude overflowing from your life, you are absolutely going to have joy. You are going to be joyful. Think about it. Do you know anybody that is overflowing with thankfulness and gratefulness um, for uh, different situations and things going on around them and are miserable? You don't. Thankfulness and joy absolutely go together. And so as I was, um, as I was prepping and trying to figure out, Lord, where do I, where do I head with this? Um, the Lord just made it pretty clear, man, it's so easy in this situation here in verse two to make a little substitution that still absolutely works. Instead of saying, count it all joy, so easy to substitute in, be thankful, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Be thankful, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Now, in the midst of trials of various kinds, uh, there are, there's two different ways to be thankful. There's two different types of thankfulness. Um, the first one um, is being thankful kind of for those silver linings, right? So in the, the current situation, in my, where I am at right now, even if it's a rough situation, I can find some good um, to be thankful for regardless of the fact that the bad might heavily, heavily outweigh the good, there are absolutely those silver linings. There are plenty of ways to be thankful, uh, plenty of things to be thankful for in any situation. Um, I know it to be true. I think about our list from the hospital. In the midst of our worst situation imaginable, we still were able to come up with a list of silver linings of amazing things that we could be thankful for in the here and now. The second one, is the one that James is actually talking about here. The second one is being thankful for the spiritual benefit, the spiritual growth that's going to come from that circumstance, regardless of how hard it is. It's choosing to focus on the future, choosing to focus on who the Lord is making us into, the spiritual growth that is going to come from the circumstance itself. Again, regardless of how bad the circumstance is. Um, so for clarification, James here is not saying to like be to enjoy or to be thankful for the bad thing, the bad circumstance itself that is happening. Um, to be honest, I, I think that's impossible um, and not the heart of what he's trying to get at. Um, Lindsay and I will never be thankful for the fact that we lost Jay. However, it absolutely is possible to choose thankfulness understanding that God is doing something bigger, that God is doing something in our hearts and in our lives, knowing that God is shaping us and strengthening us and making us steadfast through the circumstance itself. Um, I don't know about you. Um, I think it's easy to hear a sentence like that and to think it's very pastory and think, yeah, that's a very good churchy Christian thing to say. Because uh, Josh, I would, uh, I'd rather just like do without steadfastness. Like I'm fine without it. Like I will forgo my, uh, my steadfastness in this world um, in order to not have to go through the circumstance. Uh, or if I can get steadfastness, but just through like any other way, even if it takes a little bit longer or it's not as, not as steadfasty, um, I'm good. Uh, however, that's not how it works. Um, it's not how the Lord shows us that it works. It's not what his word says works. Um, that's just not how it works. 
uh, I came across an interesting illustration from nature uh, that I wanted to share. And of all things, it's using the illustration of a certain type of pine cone. Stick with me. Uh, it's called a serotonous pine cone. And these pine cones uh, are not kind of the run of the mill ones that you think immediately in your head, kind of the big ones that are nice and spread out. A serotonous pine cone is a smaller pine cone, nice and compact, nice and tight, very hard. And uh, this pine cone has seeds that are contained within uh, that are extremely hard for those seeds to come out and form new life. Um, the only way that the serotonous pine cone, uh, its seeds come out is through extreme, extreme heat. The extreme heat of a forest fire. Uh, I actually have a, a short video, uh, which guys, you can cue up that video now, just a quick 30 second video. Uh, and in this video, you see it starts at 125 degrees and you'll see that thermometer in there is gonna make its way up over the next 20 seconds or so up to 425 degrees. Uh, and as you can see, that pine cone is beginning to open up and expand as the heat rises. And then if I were to show you the entire rest of the video, you'd see that he kind of tips over that pine cone and all the seeds fall out of the pine cone. Pretty cool, right? Um, so fires, a forest fire, is devastating, extremely, extremely devastating. However, it's the fire that plants these new seeds, which then take root and grow deep into these huge, massive pine trees. And it's a beautiful illustration uh, because it works so perfectly for us because while fires in our lives, while trials, hard times, fires in our lives can absolutely be devastating. It's those exact fires that the Lord's using to plant steadfastness, seeds of steadfastness in our lives. And eventually over time, I'm not saying that this is a quick thing, right? Like that pine tree doesn't immediately just sprout up. Uh, over time, when cultivated, if we allow it, those seeds of steadfastness take root and they grow and they grow into this amazing tree of steadfast. Uh, steadfast relationship with the Lord in our lives. I think kind of where another disconnect can be is I think we just so drastically underestimate the value of steadfastness um, and how important steadfastness is in the life of a believer. Um, at the core of our hearts as followers of Jesus, um, there should be and there is this deep, deep longing for our relationship with the Lord to be so intimate and so deep, to be unshakable, to be unmovable. I, even just think about your own life, like how desperately you desire to just have that type of relationship with the Lord that cannot be shake, shaken, cannot, uh, will not waver regardless of what happens. Um, this, is, this is wired deep, deep within us. The Lord created us with this longing. The world is set up in a way to where we are desperate for him. And he created it and he allows and uses these trials and hard times in our lives for a couple of reasons. One, so that we can learn more about him. I can't tell you how much better, Lindsay and I were just talking about this the other day, how we feel like we know the Lord's character in a much deeper way than we ever did before. Um, but he also is using trials and hard times to scratch that itch of that longing for steadfastness. He's trying to do something to cultivate something in us so that there is a deep, deep steadfastness um, in our relationship with him. 
Um, James absolutely knows the importance of steadfastness. He knows it to be true because if you look there in that text that we were just reading in verse four, he says this, when steadfastness has its full effect, you will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. When steadfastness has its full effect, you will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Continuing on very briefly, just wanna wrap up with a couple of more verses, starting in verse five says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Um. So if I'm being honest, these verses actually haunted me a little bit after Sweet Jay uh, passed. Just the idea of going to the Lord in prayer. And if we don't doubt, if we have enough faith, then we will receive, but don't expect to receive anything if you don't come in faith, if you doubt. And I kind of had this thought of, man, did I just not have enough faith? Did I doubt the Lord would actually act and intervene? Um, and that's why, like, the Lord decided not to intervene in JJ's situation. And I, man, the Lord has just like so done a 180 on my heart in this. And uh, he, he just said to me, Josh, like, that's not it. Like read, read what I'm talking about here, right? Read it in context. Let us all read his word and how he is meaning it to be heard. Uh, and really just spoke to me that one specifically, this verse is talking about wisdom, right? Very clearly, this verse is talking about wisdom. And I feel like the Lord has kind of shown me uh, that specifically James here is talking about wisdom in relation to those first few verses that we read. He's talking about wisdom in relation to this area of joy or thankfulness during trials. James is hitting on this crazy truth that when trials come, if we are having trouble choosing thankfulness, if we're having trouble um, experiencing joy, then we need to ask for wisdom. We need to ask God to give us his perspective, to give us his eyes to be able to see, um, to be able to see that he is doing something amazing in our hearts, that he is trying to make us steadfast. Uh, Linz and I, we feel like, man, this has kind of been a recurring thing um, for us as we've kind of felt like we just need to continue to come back and be like, Lord, um, help us to see, give us, give us wisdom, um, help us to see, the good that you're going to bring out of this and help us to trust you in it. Um, another uh, thing, I'm just really spotlighting my amazing wife tonight, but there was another thing that she said, uh, honestly, just a few weeks ago that kind of blew my mind. And I think it kind of wraps this whole thing up um, and paints a really cool picture of what we're talking about in this whole picture. And uh, Lynn's after she graduated from college, she had uh, a short period of time when she wasn't really walking with the Lord. And... Um, she made a comment uh, a few weeks back that she would rather live this year, this past year over again, than go back and live that prior year over again when she wasn't walking with the Lord. Um, and that just like blew my mind, absolutely blew my mind. And I think it speaks to the core deep issue in our hearts of this deepest longing and desire for a steadfast, immovable, unshakable relationship with the Lord that is more valuable than anything. 
And even in these situations, in these seasons of life, man, when we're experiencing tough times, that could be the very first step of that type of relationship. God is just planting the seeds of steadfastness. And then it's a choice. The choice is up to us. Will we choose thankfulness? Let me pray. Dear Lord, um, God, I'm thankful for um, your faithfulness. I'm thankful for how you created this planet as broken as it is. Um, Lord, that you've created it so that we're desperate for you. Um, Lord, I'm thankful for seeds of steadfastness um, that you're planting in my heart, in my wife's heart, in our church's heart. Um, Lord, I ask that these seeds would take full root. Uh, I pray that we would cultivate these sweet little seeds of steadfastness that you're trying to do a work in our hearts and shape us and strengthen us and make us more like you. Lord, my prayer for our church is that you would make us steadfast and immovable. Lord, that you would uh, be doing a work um, that would shift the tides of culture. Um, Lord, that you would just do a work and that we'd be open to what you want to do. Um, Lord, I pray for those uh, out there that are in their own seasons of forest fire. And um, Lord, I don't know. I feel like it's been a recurring theme for sure lately, um, just as, as we feel like we've just been in it, Lord. But I pray for, the, for those that are in those seasons. Um, Lord, I pray for those sweet seeds of steadfastness. I pray for sweet times of prayer coming before you, crying out, just begging for wisdom, wisdom to see. Um, Lord, I pray for sweet uh, moments of silver linings to just be able to see the goodness all around us despite um, the rough times that are also going on around us. Um, God, help us to choose thankfulness regularly. Um, we have so much, so much to be thankful for. And um, yeah, ultimately, Lord, we love you. We're thankful for Jesus. And uh, we love you so much. Uh, we pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life, oh, he is my song, cause you are good.
never gonna let me down You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down You're never gonna let, never gonna let me Thank you, worship team, for leading us, and what a wonderful time of Thanksgiving here today. And as a tradition for the last however many years, we've used this time to transition into the Christmas season, and we usually do that by lighting the Advent candle to start the Christmas season, and today we're doing that. And as looking at this past week as the idea of Advent, actually Advent means what is coming we spent a lot of time this past year considering what is coming next, a lot of things that we're looking forward to. What, what's it going to be like when finally we're past all the election crazy? What's it going to be like when we're uh, past COVID, when there's gonna, finally going to be a vaccine, when we're returning to some degree of normalcy, when lockdowns are a thing of the past? There's a lot of things that we've had a thread of hope for 
in the past year. And that's really fitting, though, that we light the first candle going into this because it is the candle of hope. And I've got my three helpers up here doing a great job, kind of fun. Uh, three favorite ladies. And this, this candle of hope it actually represents that, really what's found in 1 Timothy 4.10, which says, we have our hope set on the living God who is the Savior of all people. You see, the hope of rescue came in the form of a baby, and it's really a hope that changes everything, a hope for our relationship to be restored with God, a hope that I would be able to have someone to help navigate through the twists and turns and craziness of this life, a hope that I may shed some of the selfishness that I still have in the flesh, a hope that all the trials I face are worth it, a hope that eternity would be spent with Jesus Christ. So many hopes that are represented in this candle. And so we're going to start this season by lighting that. And I pray and hope that that's what you're clinging to this season as well. Well, anyways, we can be a support to you during this Christmas season. We're fully available as a church, and we look forward to seeing you in the weeks to come as we start celebrating Christmas together. God bless you.